Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise. It's the Lady Gaga of this podcast, Jacqueline Trumbull. Hello. How you doing? Fine. Fine? Yeah. We were just saying that this week feels not as bad somehow. Yeah. We go week by week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I know why it's good. I finally built a vegetable garden and a vegetable bed. Oh, I know. that's amazing. I checked off one of the uh, one of the things that all of America has been doing. Yeah. Yep. A goal, like a victory garden. Wow. I know. Wow. So what did you plant? I planted Brussels sprouts, bell peppers, jalapenos, beets, carrots. Uh, the, the kale seeds blew away, so but I was going to plant those. <laughs> Tomatoes. <laughs> and nasturtiums. Yeah. That's amazing. Take wow, it. so you planted, that's a lot of stuff. I know. You must have a nice yard. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Wow. Keep us posted on how that comes along. Oh, thank you. I should get vegetables in two to three years. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, it takes that long to grow or just like your your gills? But I mean, I'm being sort of sarcastic, but I can't imagine I'll see a vegetable this year. <laughs> starting from seeds. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll keep us posted. Okay. Let's talk about our beautiful show. Listen to your heart, which is, I like this show. This I is love a good this show. show. I know. It's great. <laughs> so this week, uh, Rudy and Matt gave us the single episode complete narrative arc with a happy ending we needed as they had an emotional conflict that they worked out through song. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Rudy was super duper into Matt, but he wasn't sure how he felt. But then they sang Shallow together from A Star Is Born and Matt re- realized they're perfect. They're perfect together. Hopefully, they don't have an A Star is Born ending. Because <laughs> I don't want to see Matt pee his pants and die. All right. So my first question for you, Jacqueline, mm-hmm. is have you ever been to the Nomad Hotel? I've been to the, the restaurant in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, too. I just wanted to talk about it because it's, it's a nice place. I didn't know they had one in Las Vegas. Have you had their uh, chicken? Brick? cooked chicken or whatever no but they are famous for that right yep i don't think i've ever eaten in the restaurant we we've we've it's right near our office remember when aliza remember when we used to go to an office yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> but we would go to like happy hours there and 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 uh gets like food and stuff but uh they have very good mocktails that's the thing that i appreciate about the nomad hotel oh nice i was impressed by they, like, start these guys up in a swanky place. Yeah. Because also, it's just increasingly weird when people would open the door to a hotel room that, like, isn't in Ma- in uh, shit. What's that place? I almost said Mahi Mahi, which is a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Maui? No, like, I think it's weird when people open the door to a hotel room and squeal with delight. Like, ultimately, it's a room. I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... I guess anybody who's seen The Bachelor before also knows, like, wow, this is going to be a relatively big room. But I was thinking those places with, like, the glass bottoms, like, over the turquoise ocean. I don't know. One of those places I would squeal in delight. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, there's a stingray underneath my feet. But, But, no, I get most of these places are not especially nice. Yeah, but at least this, I mean, they're big, you know, but it's like, I don't know, you're going to just, like, spend some nights here. It's like great but they force you to go in there and like run around screaming and like jumping on the beds yeah because it's a because it's an ad yeah yeah it's just funny how they're like attempting to normalize that like people just like open their hotel room and are like oh my god 
Yes. Instead of, oh, oh, this is nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but at least the Nomad's like a legit nice. I didn't know that could take him to Vegas. Yeah, I didn't know it was in Vegas, but it was nice. Yeah, and that was, they conserved their money a little bit better. I was thinking of Bora Bora. Bora Bora, okay. But they conserved their money this season a little bit, you know? So this is the, since they only travel twice, and they're not flying, (laughs) they're only flying one time, they had a little more money to spend on the hotel. These people were more excited to go to Nashville than Rome. Like... They're musicians. And they acted, I mean, the tour bus thing was also hilarious to me. Like, oh my God, we're on tour. We're in a bus. Like, this is just a bus that's driving me to Vegas. No, that was not just a bus. Are you kidding me? It wasn't? Well, what'd they do in it? It was beautiful. Those buses were fantastic. Tours usually take place in a, in like in a Conaline van or like a, like a Sprinter van where everybody is crammed into the back. You got everybody, you know crammed into the back they're sitting on top of their their cases and all their merch and everything it's a nightmare you're you you eat from the gas station it's uh they still eat from the gas station yeah they still eat from the gas station even if you got the bus but no that was a nice bus like they shouldn't get used to those buses i mean first of all because they're not going to tour ever again (laughs) that's over but um i was consoling myself with that fact when natasha and ryan went home like it doesn't matter they didn't lose anyway (laughs) um do you think they got to smash on those buses no no i can't imagine there's producers with them they don't get any any time alone i guess probably not yeah probably not plus it would just be supremely awkward to be like we're gonna go into this little room with a thin door you guys turn your cameras off if they really wanted to go for it i suppose they couldn't stop them could they stop them could they say no no, you cannot have sex on this bus. I don't know, actually. I don't know. Obviously, I didn't attempt that. I mean, it de- it depends because, like, obviously, Caitlin and Nick had sex on her season. And so there's some element of of freedom. Like, you can defy them. But in general, it's kind of like they've got rules and expectations. But if you're brave enough, maybe you can push it enough. And they'll just turn that into good TV. But I'd be pretty surprised, especially since they asked, Rudy and Matt, like, did you sleep in the same bed? Did they let you do that? Which led me to believe that even in the mansion, they weren't able to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is that on Paradise, they, like, make you sign a bunch of stuff, basically saying, like, hands above waist, like, (laughs) (laughs) you can go to the boom boom room if you want to smash, but there's cameras in there. Really? There's cameras? I mean, no, there are cameras. That's right. There are cameras in there. But so people, if you go to the boom boom room and you have sex, you're being filmed? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I, I think it's also part of the contract that like, well, actually, I could be wrong about this. It's probably part of the contract that they would never use that footage. But at the same time, we have seen like blacklight footage of people like beginning their adventures in the boom boom ring room, which I certainly would not have appreciated. No, it's invasive. Very. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, you, you're signing over your, your life to the show, but there's still a line, you know? Yeah. You have to have something to yourself. Yeah. All right. So, Jacqueline. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win? I don't, it's anyone's game at this point. You think so? Yeah. I hope it's Rudy and Matt, but I don't know if it's disqualifying to like not be super in love yet. But maybe that's the whole point is that they've got the best narrative arc. 
Right, that they, they come together in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. My prediction is that it's Bree and Chris will quietly make it all the way. Just because they they have the strongest connection. We've talked about this before. Yeah. But they have the strongest connection and they're pretty good together, you know? They're not the best couple musically, but they're good. I would be fine with that. And here's why. I think if they won, at least it would be it would make sense that they won this particular show. Like the show is about it's a bachelor show, it's about relationships and finding love. Fine. And they're not annoying. No. Um, Rudy and Matt are the ones who actually seem like they could find some success musically, I guess. Jamie and Trevor are fine. What would bother me, though, is that these shows, I feel, tend to factory produce these types of singers and people. Mm -hmm. Like, they've already sung two Lady Annabellum songs out of three songs. (laughs) I I think they're both Lady Annabellum, at least. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I think American Idol always, I believe, frequently puts out country singers. And country music, I love the country music, but it, it is all the same. And it's just kind of like this like white bread American couple. Yeah. Which is just like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I suppose I get a little bit sick of like The Bachelor telling us who we're supposed to idealize and it, and it always sort of being the same type. Yeah. Bree and Chris are, are different. Yeah. They're less like Bachelor people. Yeah. In a way. I don't, yeah. I don't, it's hard for me to see them like being uber successful, but I don't know. Maybe like it's all about original music. I mean, it's hard when you give them. Like, I do not like that Elvis song very much. It's okay, but it's incredibly repetitive and sappy. And it's like that's we keep kind of giving them like kind of lame. It just feels like we're giving them really, in a way, like easy songs, whereas Rudy and Matt are given the like songs where they can really kill it yeah I, I guess it's it's hard to imagine being blown away by like any of the songs that the other two couples have ever sung yeah that's true i couldn't tell you any of them yeah oh uh, well that's sad but that's also pretty typical of uh these music competition shows especially in recent years like can you name one person who won the voice uh no but i also don't watch the voice yeah they don't leave the voice you know is it because of the types of people that are winning like it's they're just not very unique singers or something like that. I mean, I was trying to think of a better way to say it than they're not unique singers, but that's that's it. They don't have the thing. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Rudy and Matt back after this. All right, we're back. Let's talk about Rudy and Matt, who were fantastic this week. Really, really great. Great TV. Mm-hmm. I love this journey that they went on. So do you think Matt's uncertainty... Spells more trouble ahead, or is he just having trouble adjusting to bachelor time? Well, that's a question. I don't know. I'm pretty 50-50 on it. I mean, I I feel bad for the guy because I really love watching Matt always, honestly. Uh, but in his interviews, you really get the sense that he's like, where am I? Like, am I in crazy town? Like, wh- why is it unreasonable that it's been two weeks and I don't know if I'm in love with her yet? <laughs> <laughs> he's really trying to justify this it's like i get it matt <laughs> like, this is an unreasonable expectation you're not crazy <laughs> <laughs> so he is having trouble adjusting to bachelor time without a doubt i think he is yeah but the problem is like bachelor points out this it points out the simple fact that like typically when we're really into somebody we know pretty early on yes it's just it just discounts other ways that relationships can start. I mean, there are slow burn relationships and those can be very successful. There are relationships that start as friends. They they push this they push this version of love where you fall fast 
and I and I and I do think generally we kind of know like am I attracted to this person yes or no especially in this like emotionally amplified situation if the seed is there it will bloom I'm kind of struggling with with wondering if that is true or not <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know I think he is attracted to her yeah and I think he does like her uh-huh. but it seems like he has some reservations just about other things like you know there were some intimations that maybe he thought she was a little um volatile well that would be reasonable yeah he was not sure if he could uh if he was equipped to handle that you know i think that's a very good thing to wonder yeah he seems like a reasonable guy who has never watched the show before you know yeah i really like that <laughs> i wonder if rudy has been uh, continuing to be volatile. She's a she's a very interesting character too. I think she seems pretty smart. She did get volatile, but it was almost like domain specific. Like my guess is that she has more, and they're giving her a good edit. But in this episode, she was like at least the edit. She was fantastic. Like had an appropriate emotional reaction after her love confession, mm-hmm. and then I just liked how she's like, you know what. That's okay. I'm going to I'm going to stick by this. It's okay if I'm a little ahead. Yeah. It was I don't know, it was really sweet to see. Yeah. Like the time we saw her fly off the handle, she had a you know, an excessive reaction. Yeah. But this time it was it was totally appropriate. That does happen, you know, where where women can be or men whatever, like extremely defensive at the beginning stages of of relationships of meeting people because that's where like so much trauma happens and so they're just like immediately defensive immediately looking for reasons to be angry and then not have to be hurt mm-hmm. and that i mean that could have just been what she was doing in the beginning and now that she's kind of in something and building she's um much more regulated right and she has a little more faith right that it's not necessarily her uh-huh. she did say like he d- i don't think he likes me in that way <laughs> or whatever it was but so it was pretty intense. I felt bad for her, you know, how tentative she was when she was telling Matt she was falling for him. Like she knew she couldn't give him, she couldn't tell him everything, like the depth of her feeling, you know? Yeah. I thought that was really sweet, the way she put it. It seemed appropriately tamped down in a way. I mean, sometimes it's like the the grand sweeping declarations of love can feel less genuine than the kind of moderate um i don't i don't know i just thought i just liked how she how she said it and then of course the reaction she got was terrible (laughs) i'm sure they had a conversation after that though yeah yeah right they kind of cut right away from that right i mean it was pretty brutal yeah she you know she said that and then he said you're very courageous for speaking your truth and i appreciate you doing that so he didn't handle that very well no he didn't handle it very well but at least he didn't lie to her i don't Yeah. If he had said, I love you, I'm totally in. Right. It would be more devastating down the line. Yeah. Which is, I think, what's going (laughs) to, that's what's going to happen with Jamie and Matt, or Jamie and Trevor. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) And what do you think of um, the date of seeing Shaggy perform? Oh, I think that would be super fun. They look fun. They were not as good as their CD. Huh? They were not as good as their recorded version. Oh, you had that album? course i have that album it had some bangers on it it wasn't me i know shorty you're my angel you're my darling angel <laughs> shaggy had some had some hits man i mean do you remember how big the those songs were 
It wasn't me and Angel? Yeah. Man, oh man. They were just sort of rambling on stage, though. <laughs> He's like, what am There's I There's no music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just freestyling, just acapella. It wasn't me. I always wonder, like, what if, on the off chance, Matt didn't know every single word to that song? And he was just like, all right, you're going up there. Yeah. That'd be humiliating. <laughs> but he did. You know, how old Matt is like, what, he's like, I think he's like 30. I think he's 30. So, of course, he knows all the words to it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> if you were alive in the year 2000, was it 2000, 2001, whenever it was, you know, Shat, you know it wasn't me. Picture this, we were both butt naked, banging on the bathroom floor. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> so I love when boys are just mischievous. <laughs> <laughs> Picture this. <laughs> she even got me on camera. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> who was it who said, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Was it Chuck Berry? I think it was Chuck Berry. <laughs> I should look that up. No, I think that'd be a super fun date. Yeah. One of our adolescent classics, Stakes Are Pretty Low, because it was just like a little club. Yeah, it was, a, it was an intimate venue where they were performing behind the bar. Yeah, wasn't very good. <laughs> you know, it was just like... <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to keep talking about Shaggy. No, we're going to talk about Jamie and Trevor. <laughs> back after this. Okay, let's talk about Jamie and Trevor. What if instead of Trevor, Trevor was pronounced Trevor? I'm fine with doing that the rest of the episode. Trevor! Trevor! <laughs> Their date was so cute, though. Uh-huh. Best date of the season in terms of romance. I'd still rather go to the shaggy one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be more fun, I think. <laughs> you know, I think that's a very romantic date. Trevor is like, yeah, I'll never, uh, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah. Like, was your first date ever at an ice rink? Because that was, like, my town's culture. Like, you turn 12, and you go to the ice rink with a boy. Oh, that's cute. No, we didn't have an ice rink. We had a roller rink. Oh, I don't know, well. Yeah, we had a roller rink. But I never went to the roller... I went to the roller rink when I was, like, little for birthday parties when I was, like, like, a little kid. Yeah. And then I know some people would go, like, when they were in... You know, eighth grade or ninth grade, they would hang out at the roller rink. Like my cousin would go, but um, my cousin's friends were all like kind of, they were all kind of bad. So I never, I didn't go with them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like roller rinks are like, you start out with the four wheels and then you graduate to the three wheels and then you graduate to ice skating. And then years later, you graduate to booty shorts <laughs> and you go back to the four wheels. <laughs> yeah. You're like that was fun and and sexy, so let's do that. <laughs> I have, and then I, last time I went, I was in college, mm-hmm. and that was fun. But uh, yeah, so they, I think that was probably where the uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights play. Okay, who are the currently the only um, major sports team based in Las in Las Vegas? Although the Oakland Raiders will be moving to Las Vegas at some sometime in the near future. So okay. Sports are going to Vegas. That's all I'm saying. Um, so Trevor, this guy, this guy is up to no good, though, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Why do you think? I so? don't know. Just... I think men are better at reading bad intentions than other men. Yeah, I think that's true. 
Samesies for women on women. Yeah, because we know we know all the tricks. You can sniff them out. What are you sniffing? It didn't seem totally s- sincere to me. You know, we because we haven't. I mean, we haven't seen any real emotion from Trevor. You know, none. Yeah, it's very odd. I don't get that couple. Yeah, I know who she is basically. Like, I think she's she's showing herself. You know, and like yeah, she's just like a kind of a sweet, nervous girl. Yeah. I did think it was sweet when he's when he said, I'm falling in love with you. And she screamed and got super excited. I thought that was cute. Yeah. But we we don't know anything. Like, I mean, Matt, we saw Matt get frustrated this week. Uh Uh-huh. It it, it does sort of seem like Trevor just sort of plays the game. Yeah. He's playing the game. And like he gave that whole speech about how like, you know, before he said, you know, it kind of seemed almost unprompted. He was like, listen, I got to tell you. If I tell you, I'm not like, if I tell you I love you, I'm going to mean it. When I tell you that, I'm going to mean it. I want you to know that because it's important. Right. And then she said it and then he said it back. But they always get out of it by saying, falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you. Like, all that means is that I'm not quite in love with you. Yeah. So it's like, all right. You've still only said I love you to two women. <laughs> and congratulations, Jamie. He's almost in love with you. Yeah. But not quite. And then, right, he can be like, no, no, I said I'm falling in love with you. Yeah. I didn't say I was in love with you. I said I was falling in love with you. We're going to look at the semantic distinction. There's only four more days of this show, so. Yeah, but like emotionally, there's no difference. But, um. No. I was reading something. I didn't pick on this, uh, pick up on this before, which I'm surprised that I didn't pick up on this before. But he was wearing the same jacket as Jed. <laughs> Symbolism. Yeah, that's that shit you'd find on Spark Notes. Yeah, I think it's probably Le- a Levi's jacket. It's like a kind of a corduroyish sort of a thing with a Sherpa fleece inside. Um, I wonder how Jed's doing. I wonder how Jed's doing. Jed is probably pissed at this. Uh, that he mislistened? Yeah. He had to have been the inspiration for this show. Yeah, maybe. But he got way more airtime on The Bachelorette, albeit his soul was destroyed. It's <laughs> kind of a trade-off. Yeah. I don't know if he was good enough for Listen to Your Heart. Well, only a few of these people have been go- are, are good. And the women are better than the men, it seems. Yeah. The men all kind of have the same voice. I mean, this is kind of... The kind of soft. Yeah, the kind of soft, kind of... Like, I really noticed that this week. Just like, these performers are all so characterless. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right, there's nothing unique or especially memorable about their voices. Like, they, they, there's nothing... You know, like, all the great singers, mm-hmm. you immediately know who they are when you hear them. Yeah. You know, if you heard Chris or Matt, you wouldn't necessarily know which was which. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, I know. I think Rudy's the only one with a voice with character. And and Natasha did too, although Rudy's I think is more unique than Natasha's. She's just a powerhouse and also super hot. So Yeah, she's got a lot of soul. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be able to differentiate them from Trevor's either. Rudy Rudy's super hot, you're saying? Who's super hot? Natasha. Not that bang and bod. Yeah. I mean and the performances this week were bad. Yeah. Except for Rudy and Matt's. Rudy and Matt I mean, Rudy and Matt, this week and last week. We're given the best song choices of the season. Like, Shallow, what? It's not necessarily the best song, but it's certainly the best song choice of the season. Yeah. 
Well, they keep getting opportunities to kill it. Yeah. And then, right, the other the other people don't, they're not given those opportunities. Like, all these songs are, like, they're kind of slow, you know, like, these mid-tempo, like, sort of ballads with, like, low energy. Right. Um, sappy. Give us something upbeat, you know? Give us something fun. I wish they were challenged to rearrange them somehow. I mean, honestly, like, Jamie and Trevor being given two Lady Annabellum songs, I really hope I'm right about that. But it's like... We could look it up, but we're not going to. It just shows how factory reproduced they are. Like, okay, we'll get two more country singers. Yay. Like, and then Bree and Chris are just given the strangest songs. I guess, I mean, Natasha and Ryan were given an opportunity to kill it this week. It just went horribly, horribly... Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, I was sorry to see them go, but it was obvious. You know, I mean, because... If we're looking at this as a musical competition, they lost this week, you know? Yeah, but it, it just, I'm glad they showed uh, Natasha giving the reason. I mean, obviously, the, the guitar, the whole dancing and like all of that was really weird, but um, it made way more sense when she said she sang the wrong part of the song and that threw them off. And we didn't notice that, like, right? I, I had no idea until she said that. I had no idea that that's what happened. But it made a lot of sense in retrospect because it was like the beginning was okay and the end was okay. But in the middle, it was like they were singing two different songs and it was really weird. And one of the problems I noticed was it felt like she wasn't keeping tempo, Mm. like she was too slow or something. And that was probably because she was like trying to get back on track and like work with him to kind of, yeah, get back on track on the song. But then she kept giving him the mic while he was trying to play guitar. It was really funny when they were like, how is he playing guitar with a microphone in his hand? <laughs> I don't know why. But that was I think that was probably just like she she was so flustered from the mistakes that she was just she just wasn't thinking like, oh, I shouldn't give him this mic. She was like, I have two mics in my hands. I don't want this other mic. Get it out of my hand. Because then she was standing there with two mics and I was like, oh, that doesn't look good either. I also like the salsa dancing or whatever it was yeah. was hysterical. It was a, it was a bummer. Ryan, just be a nerdy white boy. <laughs> no need for dancing. And it, they should, yeah. Pat Monahan from Train said he shouldn't play guitar. He's like, put down the guitar, dude. But I was like, no, keep the guitar. That was my. I disagreed with with Pat on that. Why do you think he should keep the guitar? Because it sounded good when he he played that little guitar solo, and I was like, oh, that's good. I like that. That was like the liveliest. That was the liveliest part of the performance. I think that he probably should have picked up the guitar at that point. Oh, see? That would have been more dramatic. I know, exactly. Because I think his point was basically that they started uh, they started doing two different things it, on stage. It was just very strange. And then the guitar put a barrier between the two of them. But then when he walked out, it made sense. Like, I really like their relationship. And it was funny how I really think the producers choose people to direct more than others. Um. Like, for instance, I never felt as if the producers were really directing me on the show. They never told me, like, you have to express your feelings to Ari um, or you have to you should really bring this up today versus it's very clear that that's what happened with Jamie and Trevor and with Matt and Rudy. Because with Natasha, and, I mean, I liked how you could tell that Natasha's in her 30s because it was all of these like heavily charged conversations of like, what if he doesn't love me back? Ah, it would be so terrible if he's not falling in love with me. And then cut to Natasha and Ryan and she's like, hey, I really like who you are and I'm so glad that you're yourself around me. By the way, we can go at our own <laughs> pace and like just be where you are, okay? He's like, thank you. And then they just like cut to the rest of the show. Right. I was like, can we see that again? Oh, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then 
their ending was just really sweet. We've we've never seen a couple be kicked off Paradise before. No, that was a new thing. Or, you know, a Bachelor show before. Yeah. They don't have to break up just because they got kicked off. Right. It was interesting. It was really sweet. The first thing he said was like, I don't want this to end. Yeah. She's like, it isn't. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I messed up. I messed up. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. You're way better anyway. It was really sweet. I think they're still together. That makes me feel good. Right? And and, because I know last week we were talking about how they didn't seem like they were, you know, necessarily well matched. But this week, I kind of feel differently. I think like they really, I was like, oh, no, this seems like it's actually working. Well, look, we got that sense because of editing. Yes, true. I mean, editing refused to show any of their relationship. I think that Bachelor makes a mistake sometimes. And obviously, they're rectifying that now, but by not showing people in their 30s, because relationships, I think, are a lot more interesting then. The problem is that the relationships between people in their 30s are typically not as like... Dramatic. Starry-eyed. Yeah. And Yeah. It's not all about like getting the I love you. It's about having realistic conversations <laughs> and like uh and 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 being like, "Oh, you know, I don't know if you're my soulmate, but maybe you're somebody I could build a life with." Like, what? interesting thought. I by the way, I love the um the bachelorette commercials that happen in between this where they like plaster Claire's face on the screen and then have a number like, yo, you want to date this bitch? <laughs> Call this number on the screen. <laughs> Go to abc.com slash casting. <laughs> yeah, they're still casting it. They're still casting it. A little touch of romance. Good. But yeah, Natasha Natasha is great on Instagram. Shout out to Natasha for singing, yeah. si- responding to me singing Fat Joe. Or singing Ashanti by singing Fat Joe last week. That was great. That was great. Um, but she's just posting on Instagram, just basically all but saying that she and Ryan are still together. Nice. She was not, uh, you know, playing it coy, you know, mm-hmm. which I liked. I also heard from producers that she's awesome. They like her? Yeah. She just seems like a cool person. Mm-hmm. I Hopefully we'll see her again. Yeah. I, yeah, Paradise maybe. Maybe. if they're, I mean, but I... Want her and Ryan to stay together? I don't know. I want them to stay together. Same Z's. Yeah. So hopefully they stay together. But if they don't, I want to see Natasha in Paradise. She kill it. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. So next week we will have a very special guest. You could probably guess who it is. We're gonna have the winners of the show, whoever that may Yay! be. So please come back for that. Until then. <laughs> <laughs> listen i'm not great at the endings what this is <laughs> you know list people aren't listening people aren't listening for the endings <laughs> uh until then i'm leah matthews i'm jacqueline trumbull this has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love please rate review and subscribe we'll talk to you next week bye